Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for, what, what, what date is this podcast for? August 7th, 2022, <laughs> uh, the ninth Sunday after Pentecost in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. But Bruce, the masses want to know how you are doing today. Well, the mass was fine, so doing well. <laughs> good, good. All things good. This is after church on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, so uh, we're, we're, shoot, August. Uh, sorry, kids. Back to school. Poor kids. Get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Go away! Go away for at least half the day. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, kind of hard to believe. Very um, hard to believe. Uh, but yeah, we are, we, we are, uh, we, we are now looking... Uh, do we have a date for uh, the uh, like the youth group coming back and like our back to? It's in August, isn't it? It's it's. Uh, we have a date, so I'm going to look it up. You can keep just tap to, just to make sure. Yeah, so a little soft shoe, a little uh, flat ball change. Uh, very but very uh, but uh, yeah, we're, we're in in August. We do come back to a. Quote, we'll say quote unquote normal schedule. I know that the uh, the, the choir comes back in August, and uh, uh, we we come back to having uh, adult forum and uh, uh, youth ministry and and children's education. Okay. On... The choir resumes Sunday participation mm-hmm. on August twenty first. Okay. And Sunday education is after that. I wanted to say it was the 28th, but I didn't want to be incorrect. It's coming up. It's <laughs> it's coming up. It's not this coming Sunday. It's not for the this podcast, so you you need not worry. Um, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a better date for you next week. <laughs> okay. Those of you who use computer calendars will understand. I think I put it in the wrong color code. <laughs> So is now lost. The the date is there at, at somewhere. Uh, uh, I can tell you, Bruce has an email for sure that, that does the have this answer. Franklin Mallow Railroad Show is <laughs> the is important thing. August twenty Saturday, August twenty seventh. Peeling back the curtain at the as to what Josh is important County. in your life. <laughs> That, but uh, but yeah, August uh, starting to see that return to uh, our our normal school for for us is kind of a more of a school based schedule. Yeah, um, uh, it kind of mirrors that uh, having the summer off and everything. And it, what a grand summer it was! You you went to Baltimore <laughs> and uh, nerded out with nerded the out folks. at general convention. Um, I, I did did you uh, did what else? Let's look do a quick look back. What else did you do this summer that was uh, fun and fascinating? Some gardening, perhaps? Oh, or? bootload of gardening. Um, Stalin fixed my chainsaw, so that takes away Ooh, some of the fun. There you go. But I now learned how to do it via the internet. Hopefully I won't lose fingers. Uh, <laughs> but actually, um, big thing it was actually getting to do a little bit of relaxing. So read a couple summer read type murder mysteries. And, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, some on the railroad building and... Like you say, gardening and um, doing some chores around the church that are fun. What are those? <laughs> Fixing the toilet. Yeah. It's been quite... God a... bless somebody who finds that fun. <laughs> it's been a fun challenge. There you go. There you go. Involves demo and repair. So it's a good time. Incidentally, mm-hmm. I have found it... Christian education resumes September 18th. Oh, September 18th. Yeah, okay, we so looked we at all the more... school calendars of when they're this is and that's, and we I figured gotcha. that'll be the easiest time, both for the students and the teachers at yeah. Holy Family. No, that makes some sense. That makes some sense. Yeah, the the, the, the school calendar has gotten a, a lot wonkier uh, these past couple of years as the different uh, uh, school systems have gone to uh, a little bit shorter. Some of them have gone to shorter uh, uh, summer hiatuses. Right. Uh, hiatus What's the plural? Of- I don't think anyone listening to us cares. No. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, that makes some sense because I know there's some some fo- folks who go back to school at a at a much later date than mm-hmm. uh, my poor kids, at least. Uh, so. Um, 
But uh, you ch- you chopped long and hard to get that school district. Yes, long and hard, and for sure. Uh, nope, yep, it was the one I could afford. Um, <laughs> Free. Let's uh, well, let's move on to uh, our day in church history for August seventh. Uh, there's some fun ones in here. Uh, oh, let good. me just preface that. Um, we start in 44 A.D. Uh, seeing the death in Caesarea of Herod, uh, Herod Agrippa, uh, uh-huh. persecutor of the apostles, who has executed James, the brother of John. Right. Uh, so uh, we see. Uh, I actually death. know this guy. <laughs> I know him. Yeah. We read about him. Uh, he's in the Bible. Um, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, 768. Uh, Wait, AD. let me say more about him. Okay, go, go for it. That part of the reason it's significant that he executed the brother of Jesus is he thought that would get in in good with the Jewish leaders. And one of the things we know from other historic, from historians of that period is it actually um, discredited him Hmm. Um, because the, at that time the Christians and the Jews had not yet separated at all. And James was considered one of the wisest men in Jerusalem and the rabbis and Pharisees and other Jewish leaders would consult him yeah. over various scripture and other issues. So this this Herod was also pretty dumb. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They'll love me for this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not much. Goodness. Dummy. Um <laughs> Uh, 768 uh, AD, Stephen IV, a Sicilian, is consecrated pope. He will form a close relationship with Pepin, the Frankish king, who will grant him the first of the papal states. Um, oh, what year was that again? 768. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, we uh, we do a couple of big leaps forward uh, the, in the, between these first few. Uh, 1409, do. the Council of Pisa closes, convened to end the Great Schism, uh, caused by two rival popes, the council that had in fact, coming up. Yeah, the council had in fact actually worsened the situation <laughs> by electing a third pope, Alexander V, afterwards regarded as an anti-pope. Uh, but I love the fact that they're like, you know what? We really need to solve this schism problem, and let's make it worse. <laughs> so I found this this gasoline. Should I pour it on the campfire? Right, exactly, right? It's wet. It'll work. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 1656, uh, eight Quakers who arrived in uh, who had arrived in Boston on the Speedwell, which is the name of the ship, uh, 12 days earlier are imprisoned and banished, but will be compelled to work until the ships that brought them to America <laughs> can actually leave and take them away. <laughs> I don't know why that's in here. Uh, I guess because they're Quakers, but it's uh, well, it, it is a reminder of how the uh, the way I heard one historian put it in a documentary that yes, people came to the colonies for religious freedom, but only for themselves. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Anyone else banish them? Yeah, I do think it's funny that this I, this idea of of imprisoning people and then going, you may never return. <laughs> However, the ship is not ready to leave for another 28 days, so please remain here. It's probably more than 28 days. But I yeah. never want to see your face again. In, in springtime, perhaps you'll leave. Uh, when you deliver my instant meal, I shall not tip you. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, 1771, Francis Ashbury uh, volunteers to go to America for the purpose of expanding its small, struggling Methodist church. Uh, uh, side note, uh was more successful in that, and and the Methodist Church did grow as a result. Uh, eighteen fourteen, Pope Pius the Seventh restores the Jesuits who had been suppressed mm-hmm. for four decades. Uh, they will be strong defenders of the papacy, and two hundred years later, a Jesuit will for the first time become pope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Jesuits had made the mistake of worrying more about their financial riches and. Um, political power within the church than being a faithful religious order. And so they had sadly gotten way off track. Fortunately, that was remedied. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, not funny, but uh, I find it amusing. Uh, one, 1847, uh, we see the death in 
I didn't even know this was a, the name of a city. Economy, Pennsylvania? Yeah. Okay. All right. Death and Economy, Pennsylvania of Johann George Rapp, a uh, German immigrant who had founded a, a pietist community. Uh, after his death, the colony will soon fail because it's it practices rigorous celibacy and cannot find enough new members to sustain itself. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Shakers today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is funny. Uh, that's the funny thing about With celibacy: that, hard, yeah. hard to replenish your members. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a misunderstanding of what Paul was writing about, where uh, about sex and marriage and such. Well, uh, I mean, yep. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Uh, 1997, uh, we see the death of Mrs. Minnie... I butchered it. Shoot. Mrs. Minnie Yanofsky, who who as a widow had become an assistant to missionaries in Bolivia 24 years earlier. Uh, And this is the part that speaks to me. uh, uh, Cooking, sewing, and mending as needed, showing that age... And lack of extraordinary skills need not be an impediment to Christian service. And isn't that uh, a lesson that I need constantly of like, <laughs> look, you don't have to be great at this stuff. <laughs> well, that's very true. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I, I feel kind of bad for uh, uh, Mrs. Yanofsky uh, that <laughs> that's, that's the main point that they tack on yeah. her obituary in the, in the church calendar. But <laughs> Well, she yeah. was not an extraordinarily skilled woman, <laughs> which can be a lesson to us all. <laughs> oh, that come does on. sound like the premise for a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she burns the bread, but she is so faithful. Right. <laughs> She's an inspiration to us all. I don't like burned bread. <laughs> Could be legally determined as brain dead for a... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, yeah, it's just like, don't insult her. Come on. Yeah. In all seriousness, what occurs to me is if she was in service that long to missionaries, why didn't they teach her skills? (laughs) I'm I'm wondering if it, it... I'm wondering if one of the problems with this entry is that it lacks enough words. Yeah. Because my assumption would be... That after, you know, for 24 years, she really did, like, she went into the ministry not knowing, is, yeah. is my guess. And that it did, she didn't allow it to be a barrier of, like, I have no idea how to do the things that will help these people that I need to do, but I'm going to learn. And, right. like, and, and, and overcoming the challenge of, of not being pre-prepared, you know, uh, prepared for the, the, the service. It's sort of like one of the principal plots of... The animated film Penguins of Madagascar, where Little Private worries about whether he has the skills to be a helpful member to his. You lost me, but yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> to his fellow penguin semi superheroes. You you have a young child who frequents your home. Yes, <laughs> grandchildren. We, we are do awesome. not we do not watch uh, the Penguins of Madagascar, uh, so as, I'm a little lost on your as, point. As long as you don't need plot, it's a funny movie. So there you go. And hey, you know what does? Yeah. Um, uh, you know what does? Our reading for our first reading for the yes. day. Look at that beautiful segue. I should get paid for this. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, Genesis uh, chapter fifteen, verse one through six uh, today for our first reading, uh, and it reads this way: After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said. O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Um, so a uh, story that we're familiar with. I forget, it, it does does uh, God or the angel come to Sarai first or Abram? I'm try- I think they come to Abram first yeah. and then Sarai later. Um, 
And that's when she laughs in the face of the angel. <laughs> yeah, and we and that happened before this conversation. Oh, that, that so she is first. Well, yes, that's true. Ab- Abram's talking with angels, and <clears throat> she talks to God. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. I got you. I got you. Uh, and then he has a vision from the Lord. Is that how it goes? It's, so it's like a three. It's like a Abram sandwich. Liturgically speaking. Liturgically speaking, an Abram sandwich. Um, Okay. I'm struck, though, uh, by... Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Of all the imagery that God could have chosen, uh, shield is kind of interesting when you you think about it because uh, it's not... I, I get the, the the sense from this reading, like it's, it's not really like he's lacking protection uh, or, you know, that he needs that he needs to be defended from enemies or, or anything like that. Why the imagery of the shield? Because this is because he needs to be defended from enemies and things like. that. Oh, he does. <laughs> yeah. OK. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. the, the chapters leading up to this are the encounters he's having with the with with kings of that area like who's this dude Mm, okay what's he think he's doing gotcha and and god protects abram through all those and so here so is abram just unlikable or like what's the deal he's a foreigner he's a foreigner okay yeah and these guys don't want foreigners on their lands gotcha um okay uh, and so, so I, you know, Hey, uh, all these, uh, all these run-ins that you've been having, I'm going to be your, your shield just like before and yeah. your reward, uh, shall be very great for like, I'm assuming the implication is like, uh, uh, remain faithful and, and think that things will work out. Um, so is, is the desire for heirs born not just out of the uh, the social uh, construct of, of the time of like hey you need heirs or your lineage dies out but also out of this sense of vulnerability yeah because i have no heirs that like i don't know how i'm going to protect myself like, right I'm you know i have totally no sons right. i have no no one's gonna you know yeah i mean and we can we can it's implied that his household includes a number of enslaved people mm-hmm and so, yeah, he's totally dependent on really indentured servants, mm-hmm. which um, <laughs> only lasts so long. It's not a lifetime condition. And so when he hits old age, mm-hmm. really old age, then he, it could just be he and Sarah alone in the desert sort of thing. Now, uh, remind, remind me, am I mixing up stories? I'm trying to... Uh... Trying to remember if I'm mixing up stories. He says that the uh, um, his current heir is Eliezer of Damascus, but where does Hagar and Ishmael come into play? Well, funny thing. Yes, we aren't quite sure how that should be translated. Oh, what Eliezer? The, the, the Hebrew is messy in that phrase. Okay, so. Two things. One, we aren't quite sure how it should be translated, so maybe they really were trying to, the authors really were trying to refer to you know, the, the child born of an uh, indentured servant. But also what's happening here, but line versus line, mm-hmm. is editing by the two schools of thought that you can almost hear them fighting over what how Genesis should read. Oh, uh, okay. And they'll they'll they literally will have parallel structures within the same story. Easiest example are the two creation stories. Gotcha. One has Adam and Eve. One simply has God creating in seven days. Everything. Right. Um, and so throughout the book of Genesis, there's this struggle back and forth. And this is one of the products of that is a certain amount of um, incoherence. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, because yeah, the, the the I mean, the story of Hagar and Ishmael are is fairly well known. Yeah, pretty big stuff. Uh, and obviously, uh, the story that won out. 
in right. terms of so this is like the only reference to uh i'm not sure, if it's, I'm not sure if it's the only one i haven't researched I suppose, it but I, now i will i suppose i was gonna say i suppose there's a possibility of like between you know that when this portion of the story is it occurs and then when Hagar and ishmael uh portion of the story occurs only a couple of chapters later i think yeah it's um, in this neighborhood uh uh it's i suppose it's possible also that eliezer dies uh, because because of the the, the phrasing of, of that of would this, be one way to explain it. It could be possible uh, um, because you, the the language in this section in you know uh, Ishmael was a child like an infant mm-hmm. in the story when he was sent off. Yeah. This this section kind of implies Eleazar is grown. Mm-hmm. This man shall not be your heir. You wouldn't you know it would be. Uh, uh, literarily yeah literarily uh weird if it were like a you know a newborn like not this man (laughs) yeah you mean this child this infant this baby this Mm -hmm. um and and certainly not certainly it would not be unexpected for abraham which you know part of the context of all this is he and sarah are are old mm -hmm. would have tried to would have given in and had an heir with an indentured servant long before this time so that they would be adults to care for him and Sarah as they aged. Yeah. But yeah. We don't know. Um, the other, the other thing that I, I'm struck by, uh, 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 which, which, uh, connects me to my own personal experience of, of getting a chance to look up in the sky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, in, in one of those rare, areas of the world that still is left where there's no light pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if you're like in Indianapolis proper and you look up in the sky, your first thought is like, well, it's a lot, but I could probably count them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, two airplanes. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, if, if you ever get that rare opportunity, that very rare opportunity to find yourself in a place where there is literally no light pollution, mm-hmm. uh, Holy crap. Yeah. It's incredible. Like you can actually see the cloud of the Milky Way. Yes. And I love that. Realize like uh, I'm spinning in a universe that's mm-hmm. like insane. Uh so but like literally definitely too many to count. Yeah. Um, and and at least for me has a sense of three dimensions mm-hmm. rather than just the dozens of brightest stars that right, you can the, see in an the pinpricks and the yeah. in, in the in the, the sky veil yeah, yeah exactly um so uh that experience of uh you know would color colors for me like this kind of a reference of like yeah yeah no <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot <laughs> that's pretty good yeah that's, yeah that's good yeah yeah that that dumb king can't bother me with this <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um but yeah, this is a so and, so. and what's interesting is the the sentence after that. Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. Mm-hmm. That's such an outrageous promise mm. that it it because just for the very reason you describe that it really is phenomenal that Abram said, "Cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right." <laughs> Where so, do, yeah. do I have a, do an agreement to sign? Yeah. Or like, what's the... <laughs> Whereas it would be very understandable if he was like, eh, that seems too many. Right. Or, you know, how's that How's that possible, God? Well, and especially in the Old Testament, we have countless number of uh, uh, stories where it takes some convincing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes drastically so. I'm thinking of like a the story of Jonah or mm-hmm. Moses, shoot. Moses and the burning yeah, bush. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Moses, uh, needs constant, uh, yeah. update reminders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but you know, and while, you know, the, the, the Abram and Sarah, uh, have some reasonable doubt, uh, mm-hmm. through the course of their conversation, they, you know, okay. All right. Here mm-hmm. we go. Um, so it is, it, it does stand out as, as, you know some of the, some of the figures in the Old Testament stories who actually do give less pushback. Yes. So, um, what else about the story? So it's fairly well known. Um, 
descend goodness i can't even say it descendants <laughs> uh like the stars in the sky is is a pretty well-known phrase what are we missing uh here what what don't we what don't we uh, 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 think of when we read this this uh, story that we've read? Well, you mentioned it at, as we started to talk about it, is that this is a place where God is is explicitly described as coming in a vision. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that the scriptures always do. Sometimes it is just God shows up. Right. And you have no idea the format. Um, and so it it's... It's noticeable that there's a description as to what the physical interaction would have been connected to. It's like, oh, okay, it's a vision. Yeah. All the more reason why uh, it gets credited to him as righteousness. Because right. uh, vision slash dream, one could forgive the uh, the character of going, oh, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... Not sure if that was the sun or what. Yeah, yeah, whereas like like Moses got miracle after miracle right, yeah. right in front of him. And yeah, so Abram really was so courageous mm-hmm. to go with simply a vision. Interesting. Uh, well, uh, let's move on to our psalm. Psalm 33, verse 12 through 22. Happy is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all humankind. From where he sits enthroned, he watches all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observes all their deeds. A king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a vain hope for victory. And by its great might, it cannot save. Truly, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and shield. Our heart is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Um... So we're it, it, is this the tail end of the psalm? Does the psalm end there? Um, or we get in the middle? We start in the middle to the end. To the end. Okay. Okay. Um, what did it? What would we? Uh, what did we skip? Is this one of those creation stuff? Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if this is one of those poems that starts out bleak and ends. Uh, uh, no it, baby bashing. No baby bashing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's so uh, it is it is uh, interesting imagery that we start off with here um, um, uh, at the beginning of the psalm. Uh, this figurehead at a on a heavenly throne casting their gaze upon uh, their creation and and almost you know it doesn't say it, but like that would be like. Can you, like an imposing judgmental figure is kind of like what my brain yeah, does. Sort of looks like a uh, Marvel ultimate superhero. Yes. Figure. Yeah. 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 This is the watcher. Yeah. <laughs> for, for our Marvel fans out there. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, but, but culturally, and I'm not sure when this, when this Psalm comes from, to tell you the truth. That was gonna but, be a, that was gonna be a question. Yeah, so I just go ahead. Confessed. Yeah, but when you have a when when you live in an era where being noticed is not likely mm-hmm. in a favorable or unfavorable way, having someone who notices you who's on your side and is powerful actually is reassuring. That's an yeah. So that that that's an interesting point that the language would allow uh, many readers to not feel so alone. Exactly. Uh, I'm also struck though by the because in in modern Christianity at least we have a lot of uh, this this uh, uh, question as to how much control is exerted uh, by our Creator mm-hmm. uh, over events on, on on the earth. This is definitely one that has strong language implications of like, he's not a tinkerer. He's not, you know, this, 
this is, um, you know, one who observes all their deeds uh, and, and watches all the inhabitants of the earth, not the puppet master that pulls all the strings. Um, yeah, it doesn't say he inter intervenes. Yeah. Um, the most that it says is he, he who fashions the hearts of them all, um, which is an interesting phrase in my mind because that does that that does kind of kind of craft the free will argument like yes. you know you know what i mean like fashioning the heart of them all like okay i give you this which heart could could uh it would be interpreted and, we talked about this before yeah, where the heart is the, the the center of the being right. rather than the emotions right you have the ability to for 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 great good mm -hmm. uh, for uh, huge wisdom yeah um and that that's that's the influence that's the string that was pulled yes and then from there it's observance mm -hmm. and 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 knowledge understanding you know which which generates concepts like compassion like no i understand where you're coming from i've i've seen it i've seen it all in the in the later verses the well not even the later verses the next verse but yeah, yeah in this portion of the psalm the the actors are humans mm -hmm. or horses <laughs> well uh, the war horse yeah. is a phrase for a bunch of humans yeah so so yeah uh yeah, so it is the humans who, who, like you say, have free will, who decide what's going on. And the humans that are um, most blessed are the ones who have a, a sense of awe of God. Mm -hmm. Awe is a better word than fear. Um, and the couplet of the poetry, those who hope in God's steadfast love. Yeah, right. It makes me wonder if this psalm might have been written during a period of time where um, Israel's being, you know, beset on all sides by by foes, which was fairly when, which yeah, was I was say, when almost always. Uh, <laughs> but because it does have that reminder of like, hey, you know that you know army that's roaming the valley or yeah. uh, the ta the nearby uh, settlement that fell to you know this conqueror or that king. Um, remember that that's that's all on this plane of existence and this on our level that's that, that it's not a sign that god has abandoned us or right doesn't know that this is going on and their actions will you know are futile in the end yeah and it, it to completely agree with what you're saying particularly this part of psalm 33 focuses on what's what are humans doing on earth? Mm -hmm. And God does pay attention to that. That, and there, there were some, you, you go, again, I say this so many times, you go back to what you might have learned in grade school about Greek and Roman myths, where most of the time, the gods really don't care what humans are doing. Right. And the, the human's task is to get the attention of the God they want, whose help they want. Right. Yeah. And this is saying, no, you, you don't have to do that because you, you're loving God. God is right there. And all these things going on, regardless of what these things are that are going on, interest God. Yeah. Uh, we, we do see some uh, carryover language, uh, specifically the shield uh, makes yeah. an appearance again here. Um, and with the psalm being coupled with the Genesis reading, uh, at least our our parishioners on Sunday perhaps get that tether yeah. of like, it's still part of that promise. Mm -hmm. Remember, God said that he would be Abram's shield and that carries to his descendants. And when, you know, this is written, that's, you know, still, you're, they're still the stars in the sky mm -hmm. uh, and the shield will still, is still there for, for protection. Yeah, and even when humans are as numerous as the stars in the sky, God still pays attention to them all. Right. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, an indication of like, well, we've reached it. Yeah. <laughs> My work is done here. Uh, you're all lost in the crowd. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't remember all your names anymore. <laughs> See, I'll send a card on your birthday. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Um, anything else about 
uh, this psalm? You said that we, we, we don't know much about when it was written. Do we have any background information on it? Well, it's interesting. There are a couple of interesting things. One is that it, the first part talks about the glory of God revealed in creation. Mm -hmm. And the second part is God's attention to humans. And that's an odd combination in the Psalms or in religious literature of the time. Mm -hmm. And so it is very, it, like you said, it, it really sets the part of, or at least reinforces part of the con concept of human free will and the importance of both the individual and the communal aspect of life to God. Mm -hmm. it, we're not just part of creation. We are more than that. And yet we are created and God still pays attention to every one of us. Hmm. It's a it's an interesting balancing of two concepts that in a way it, it's it, in a way it's too bad we don't get to read the entire psalm at once. Mm -hmm. Um because even though it almost sounds like it's two different psalms, for a long, long time people have kept it as one. Right. And so have seen that there's a, a very deep, important religious truth in it. Hmm. Hmm. And so it's, it's that old thing of, yes, God is the God of the great big, but also God of the teeny tiny individual. Yeah. Yeah. And that's me, the teeny tiny you know, me too. individual. Me too. Uh, I wish I was tinier, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying. That COVID weight's still yeah. hard, hard to get. Hard to get off. Uh, let's move on to our gospel reading. Then. All right. Uh, this uh, this week we read from a still Luke uh, chapter twelve verse thirty two through forty. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give alms. Make purses for yourselves that do not wear out, an unfailing treasure in heaven, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the banquet, from the wedding banquet, so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes back, comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves whom the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat, and he will come and serve them. If he comes during the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them, so blessed are those slaves." But know this, if the owner of the house, who had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Um, I like the, so we're, at first, at first uh, when you're reading uh, verse 33, and it says, make purses for yourselves that do not wear out. Like, you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but then you realize you're, he's getting into, uh, uh, like, imagery here. An, an unfailing it's treasure in heaven. It's a metaphor. I mean, it's a metaphor. <laughs> where no thief, thief comes near and no moth destroys. Um, I, I do know, though, uh, here in verse 35, we're already inside of a quote of Jesus. Yeah. And we've added another quotation mark at the beginning of 35. What are we quoting? Um, well, it's just, it's Jesus speaking. Right. But he's already speaking. Do you notice that? Yeah. Okay. The, the added quote is because it, the editors have made a paragraph break. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just to signify. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was like a... Old yeah. Testament something or other that it was being quoted that I Understandably, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't aware of. Because it's not set up in paragraph form in, on my computer. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Vanderbilt. Uh, okay. Theirs okay. is just read, 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 read. Right. So so as, is that what we see in uh, verse 39 as well? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, then scratch that question. Um <laughs> Yeah, we. This is a. Uh, we read this fairly often. How often does this story? Do occur? we have multiple versions of this yeah. in different gospels? How many yeah. of the gospels have this story? Just one other, Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew. Um, okay. And that that's where you get to. Matthew adds in the the imagery 
of the moth and rust consuming um, and um, thieves breaking in and stealing and things like that. Um, whereas Luke has it more streamlined. Is Matthew the one that uh, keeps you, keep your lamps trimmed and burning? That one? That's or? from a different section. Is it a different section? Yeah. Okay. Um, what does it mean to be dressed for action? <laughs> it, it's a, it's a reference, two things. It's a reference to the story from Exodus when the Israelites are about to be freed from Egyptian enslavement mm. and what we now call the Passover yeah. takes place. And oh yeah. Have, what is that phrase? Have your belts fastened and, and your loins girded. And your loins girded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That this could, this could have been translated as loins girded. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That, <laughs> that would, a lot of people would respond. Whoa. So would that have necessarily been a, a tether to the original audience of like, yeah. Like, hey, remember Passover where it was like, we're going to go. Like, mm -hmm. things are going to happen. Like, this is, this is just like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, and that your existence going to totally change overnight. Right. Right. It, it, I, yeah, because I have to admit, the the story that is is created here for by, by Jesus somewhat in a way a little mundane because you're, kind of, you're like sitting there <laughs> yeah, going it's like, only the end of the world it's like, well but it's like be be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet because someone's got to open the door <laughs> okay if you put it that way can't we just leave it unlocked I mean <laughs> the master can find his way into his own place he's under the mat lord <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on like what kind of wedding banquet, I guess, how much wine was served as to whether or not they need help. But beyond that, it's not really, well, this isn't rocket science here. <laughs> well, remembered the, the technology of locks at the time was the, the best lock you could have would be a major beam right. across the door that could only be lifted up from the inside. True, true, so, true, true. Probably that's what people would have been thinking of. Sure. Still not, I mean, not glamorous. I mean, because <laughs> if, I mean, let's, let's be honest. If this is if, uh, end of the world comparison, like, uh, you know, uh, 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 um, as some modern Christians, uh, you know, kind of interpret it as like, oh, this is the second coming. And like, yeah. like you got to be ready to lift up that beam. <laughs> You're a key which, cog in this which, wheel, man. <laughs> which is your job multiple times a day. Right. right. <laughs> it is kind of like be ready to start the car and warm it up. Right. Right. Exactly. Now, I mean, in all seriousness, I do get it because uh, uh, the implications of um, if you're if you're a good servant, uh, that you are uh, awake in the middle of the night, you are um, observant paying attention, not waiting for, uh, you wouldn't be waiting to be told what to do. Uh, even the language here implies that, you, you know, you're, you're not waiting for given command. You are, you're anticipating, you're anticipating. You're right. Exactly. So, um, uh, the guff that I just gave it, uh, <laughs> it isn't necessarily warranted. It was just fun. You're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but there. There is a part that that you kind of touched on, maybe unintentionally, that really it's always intentional. <laughs> not, never by accident. It's not so much about the end of the world. It is instead much more about the end of an individual's life, mm. because that's going to happen to everybody, right? Um, and particularly in Jesus's audience at the time. And so it's. Uh, the, the dynamic of, yeah, you know, you don't know when you're going to die. Right. And that's the thief in the imagery. Yeah. Is, is death itself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it, which is why, uh, 39 verse 39 makes so much sense. Uh, the owner of the house, if you knew mm -hmm. when you were going to die, you probably would have taken steps to avoid that. <laughs> You know mm -hmm. that that runaway cart that uh, yeah you know or 
<clears throat> that uh, liver disease uh, that, that that gets you, or accidentally kicking a stone into that Roman soldier's ankle. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> what? There went Tony. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Somehow he tripped and fell on that sharp spear. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it it, it is, and he, he, even if uh, even if that's uh, um, even if it's your your the end of your life is not accidental in some way, it is still like you know you would you would have prepared better is is the is the point of it yeah. you would you would prepare a, a lot better, um, and yet hmm? here we are in. 2000 in case you have to reuse this podcast (laughs) where we got it good for a thousand years (laughs) where increasingly we do know what causes death Mm -hmm. and yet Mm -hmm. many of us myself very much included refuse to take the steps that could prevent it for a while right and you know so i think jesus is really hitting on the human condition that we aren't always so wise as we like to think we would be if we had the information. Sure. Well, in, in a way, I think the um, the the gospel reading here uh, correctly focuses on the right thing. Mm-hmm. The, the The point of focus is not the thief. Right. Who cares about the thief? Mm-hmm. The thief is going to do what the thief does. Uh, the point is not trying to track it knowing where the thief is at all times and what, what it's doing. Mm-hmm. The point is the master. Yeah. And how we behave uh, in relation to, uh, to that. Um, yeah. N- nowhere in here it is like the implication, the master comes home and like, you wicked slaves. How, how dare you, you know, let this thief in here mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, you not, pay enough attention you know they're paying attention to the arrival of the master there's no indication of like you didn't yeah why did you why didn't you look he scaled the wall <laughs> i'm sorry as i adored you <laughs> right so death is not the, uh, the focal point right. uh because again as you had pointed out uh with the exception of a very small uh percentage of people at least detailed in the bible uh it came for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um came for almost everybody. And yeah, it was really just one. Yeah, really just Elijah. one. Yeah. 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 I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna throw Jesus in there on yep. a technicality, but you know what? It's not that's not true. because yeah, uh, he, uh, he, he really died. <laughs> well, I mean, but he, he conquered was, death. So But it was after he died. <laughs> a very terrible death. True. But did he since he had a duality a sense of duality to him we are not dualistics ben <laughs> son the son of god the son of man he did not you know as as they are one they are one you can't if you separate them you are a heretic which i know you love i do love heresies <laughs> heresies are so much but that, fun but that dualism uh-uh no no I, I'm just pointing that there could be an imaginative approach. And uh, there have been many. And there have been many. And I don't want to see you burned at a stake. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to increase church attendance. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it is very, um, it, it is very telling though, that that's, that, that, that uh, that's the, the, the focus of, uh, of Jesus. And, and, one does wonder, um, I mean, it, 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 he's talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a place where it's not a parable, but it is really more of an analogy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you read the end of this and, and wonder what the inflection was to his audience. Yeah. You know, you you also must be ready for the son of man <laughs> is coming at an unexpected hour. Huh? You better. <laughs> anyone? You better watch out. Anyone? You better not cry. <laughs> Does anyone get what I'm putting down? Are you picking this up? No? No? Well, and, and in defense of the... Uh, 
of a crowd that's not getting getting it presumably mm -hmm. son of man was a generic term okay yeah it was not only the title well at that point it was hardly a title for the messiah okay it's a it's a title that jesus took on from um the old testament mm. but often in the old testament it, re it referred to a great leader but not any kind of godlike figure okay okay so it was like the best man not in terms of a wedding but like the yeah no, yeah, yeah. You know, a really 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 right. skilled leader one of the best of us yes one of yeah. the best of us mm -hmm. the best example of humanity gotcha um which you know wow that 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 further changes than the way that you read this yeah because really we were inclined to put god in the shoes of the master ourselves mm -hmm. in the shoes of the slave but the same you know the best of humanity comes at an unexpected hour you could almost interpret that uh it, since we're talking about um essentially like our internal preparations yeah. and, and how we're behaving. Um, the implication might be like you, the listener, you, the reader, this version of yourself yeah. to, to couple it with the, the, the Psalm mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, that we, that we read earlier to say, you know, all of us who had hearts fashioned by God, uh, um, Have the that best potential. Yeah. The best of us, uh, may appear may you know yeah. may, may be made known in, in all of us and the most unexpected occasion and uh, oh. uh when you're when you're not ready um so it, it that that's an interesting yeah because way to read it and you're you're walking towards wandering go ahead <laughs> you're wandering <laughs> towards a really important mindset which is at the at the time of Jesus, there is a presumption that one's first perspective would be communal, mm -hmm. not individual. We in the U.S., for the most part, live in an individual, not communal sense. Right. And part of what you're describing is the awakening to how interconnected we all are. And we have to be ready for the, the potential of that realization. Mm -hmm. of we really can change the world. We really can be God's hands yeah. in a way that we never thought possible, but we got to be ready to be that. Right. Have, have our acts together. Yeah. Um, yeah, well put. Any, anything else about the gospel reading? Very, a very short thing is where this translation says master. Mm -hmm. In the Greek, it could also be equally translated as Lord which also helps with the analogy right. dynamics. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, well, if he comes in the middle of the night or near dawn, uh, I, I, my, my money's on dawn. It was a good wedding. It was a good wedding. <laughs> um, so with that, I think we'll call to a close this, your podcast for August 7th, uh, the night Sunday after Pentecost in year C. Uh, and we want to encourage everybody to uh, worship with us uh, however, however it works best for you and for your schedule. We have 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings in person. 10 o'clock service is broadcast live on our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know... At, if like you're like uh you're like me my family was full asleep uh <laughs> during the 10 o'clock service uh so you you're more than welcome to go back and watch it when Anytime. you know when you get the chance uh so um uh until until then and go and... to holyfamilyfishers.org oh yes for more information about all this and more it's the and more that is the, the, the really exciting part. Uh, but until <laughs> until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.